a supernatural podcast. Why do we think we're better than anyone else? Hello, and welcome back to Super Hell, aka the Mysteries Podcast, a show where two recovering supernatural fans subject themselves to a rewatch, and I cannot stress this enough, so no one else ever has to watch Supernatural again. My name is Ollie, I use any pronouns, and you can find me on social media at Ollie Fresh. That's fresh with a PH. And my name is Claudia. Um, my pronouns are she, her, and you can find me on social media at Kaludia says, K-A-L-U-D-I-A says. Um, yeah. Today, today we are, as we said last week, unfortunately, the show The Winchesters, which is a currently airing prequel of Supernatural, is unfortunately very good. So yeah. we will be discussing it once again this week. Yeah, sorry guys. We actually had the text conversation of... Um, okay, like, when are we gonna record? And it was like, oh, well, we have time, we should record. And then it was like, well, we should probably wait for the new episode of the Winchesters to come out so we can talk about it. And I'm like, who are we? Yeah, and also we'll say, the week before this one was uh, an election week, so, and it airs on broadcast TV, so, like, there wasn't a new episode last week, so we were talking about one episode. We waited for one episode, so it's getting dark in the chat, so we will be only talking about one episode of Supernatural in season two. However, this is an episode that we probably would have spent an entire episode on anyway. Um, Yeah, that was my thought. This episode is um, loaded. Oh, (laughs) So there's a a lot to say about it. Um, But also what's nice too is that now we're also just going to be able to talk a little bit about the Winchesters as a wrap up. So yeah, let's, do we want to get into it? Yeah, let's, let's get into it. So if you're a listener, you know that whenever angels are mentioned, we get a little crazy because mm-hmm. Castiel has not been introduced yet. Uh, I don't even think at this point the writers thought they were going to have angels in the show, which makes watching this episode and episodes like it, in retrospect, fucking crazy bonkers bananas. Mm-hmm. No, it's so... Yeah. It's, it's very dark. So... This episode is called Houses of the Holy, and we've had a couple episodes where we've dealt with them, like, coming up against Christians, basically. Um, But this is a big one. Um, It's not just, like, things that occur. There are lines that are said that I I wish I could directly quote that, knowing what does occur, I feel crazy listening to them. I fear this is going to be one of our episodes where we are like, oh no, Supernatural is unfortunately good. This is kind of a weirdly philosophical episode as well. This episode starts with a very classic Supernatural opening. It has a cold open. There's a woman. Her name is Gloria. She's sitting watching TV in her house. It's really dark. She's smoking. There are these stashes of angels that are on a desk next to her. Um, And she's flipping channels. And there's a program with, like, a television televangelist preacher talking about God. And she's like, I'm going to turn off the TV. And he's like, oh, Jesus saves even if you're, like even if you're down, whatever, whatever. And she's like, she turns it off. And then the lights start flickering. The TV suddenly turns back on and the man keeps talking about like angels and God. And she's like trying to turn it off and it won't turn off. And then everything in her house starts shaking and she stands up and there's like a bright light behind her. And she turns around and she's like, oh, holy shit. And there's like some sort of shape in the middle of this bright light. I want to note here that, again, I don't know if this was planned or not, but it's very similar to how angels actually do appear later in the show. So, um... It's also so funny because you think this, like, this this televangelist priest is going to be important 
He's not. Just, yeah. Because the other thing, too, that happens is she's, like, free, she sees it. She turns off the TV. Then the TV turns back on to this guy being, like, Jesus saved. So it's, like, oh, is he doing something with the TV? No. It's just, like, symbolism, basically. So she sees the shape and then it immediately cuts. We don't know anything that happens. That is also something that should be noted is that she was dressed very, like, like scantily clad yeah like she was yeah. clearly um she, she's clearly a hashtag sinner yeah she's she's um you know as the next episode is called born under a bad sign <laughs> anyways <laughs> um so in the next in the next shot we are in like a hospital room and uh she is like she has no makeup on she's like sitting reading a bible like calmly and someone comes in the door. It is Sam dressed as an orderly. And you're like, what's happening here? He starts interviewing her. She is in a psychiatric facility after she murdered a guy named Carl Gully. Um, and she's like, oh, well, an angel told me to do it. And she's like perfectly fine, everything. And Sam's like, the fuck? Um, and But she's perfectly fine and at peace. And... Um, She's like, oh, well, I already told everyone about, you know, what happened, but, you know, obviously the they wouldn't believe me. And he's like, why don't you tell me what actually happened? Um, and she's like, oh, well, there was an angel who was sent from above and told me to do this, and I did it. And that was God's will, whatever. Uh, and Sam's like, okay. It cuts to Sam is coming back to a motel room. This scene, it's a classic scene, but it's also another one that's like, and who was this for kind of deal? I'll tell you who it was for. It was for me because I thought it was funny as shit. It is It is pretty funny. Basically, Dean, because in the last episode, they are being chased by the FBI and they have to keep a low profile. Dean is basically stuck in his motel room. So he's been occupying himself in strange and weird ways. And they're obviously trying to have a sexual innuendo with this, but it, it just ends up being weird because, again... They are brothers, you know? It's it's getting dark in this chilies. Um <laughs> What is the what is the thing I've never like what is the thing what is the thing that he is that he is using? Like what is it? I've He's never using... actually seen one in <laughs> That's cause they're like like girl, why why first of all, you're not staying in places regularly that would have this sort of thing. It's yeah. one of those beds that you put twenty five cents in and then it vibrates. And Y'all like, know those? They have them in The Sims, too. Like, and I'm like, and they are implying that this is in, like, every motel they stay in. And you're like, it's, I mean, it's not, but. I mean, I think it also, in this hotel they were staying in specifically, it had, like, like, post not posters, but it had, like, cutouts of, like, women posing, like, like, um, I was like, gosh, I don't... like, pinup style. You're like, I have a lot of questions about that. I don't even know. Like, where are they? Are they, like, in Las Vegas? Like, wh- where are they? I don't, I don't even... remember. We know, don't we? Doesn't it say where they are in this I, one? I don't know. But, yeah, so... I don't think it does. I think this is one of the rare episodes where we don't actually know exactly where they are. They are... We're having a time where they're like, did you know that Dean's a slut? And you're like, okay. All right. All right. That's what's happening. So, yeah. So, we got to Dean. He is... <laughs> He is using this bed-shaking contraption, and, you're, and everyone's like, ha-ha, it's a masturbation joke. And you're like, okay, we get it. Um, 
And now, here's what... Remember, this is an episode about angels. And we've already begun it with Dean having a sexual experience. So, let's all just... Let's all just unpack that. Number one. Um, <laughs> um, but, and he's like, he's like, Sam, can I have some more quarters? And Sam's like, you're disgusting. No, I don't have any quarters. Fuck you. Um, and he's like, okay. So I went to the place and this is what she said. And she says an angel told her to do it. And then they have this conversation about if God and angels are real. And they've done this with, like, every monster, to be fair, where Dean's like, I don't believe it until I see it. And Sam is like, girl, we hunt monsters for a living. There's tons of things we haven't seen, and then they exist. Like, logically, I think that's normal. And he's like, we've seen demons. Like, why wouldn't they? There's t-. And he's like, there's tons of lore about angels. Like, why wouldn't he? And Dean's like, no, I think that's stupid. He's very adamant. Like, he's like, no, that's dumb. Now, this is a bit spoilers for the rest of this show, but every time they have a conversation like this, it's fucking crazy, considering that, canonically, God is writing their story and puppeting them, basically. So he is tee-hee-ha-ha, having a little laugh about the fact that these two are like, I don't believe God is real, and, uh, and angels? And then, of course, they have a huge huge deal in uh later on in their story it's just it's just crazy that he's like i don't believe in god i think it's stupid and then you're like my good my good king you are going to be killing god later is it is it stupid dean they're like okay let's go investigate the guy who was murdered's house his name is carl um and they find a woman's skeleton buried there and they're like what huh and then they do the thing where they go and they do research. And Sam goes to the library. This is a really, really big endorsement of libraries. Sam goes to the library, is researching, like, news articles, whatever. And he finds out that there are three people who went missing in the area. And he, they're like, oh, my God, I think Carl was a serial killer. And he killed those people. So they're like, okay. Dean is actually back in the motel room, and he's, like, listening to the police scanner, and he's, like, clearly pissed that he's stuck in the room, whatever. And he's listening, and he hears that another murder has ta- has has happened, and, again, it's a man killed somebody and says that an angel told him to do it. And they're like, what the fuck? So they start investigating the victim's house, and they're like, everything is super normal here. And they go on this guy's computer. Now, this is still the early 2000s. Two- the early 2000s, but they go on this guy's chunky-ass computer, and they start investigating. Of course, Sam does his click, 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 I'm in situation. It's very cute, very fun. Um, and they're like, I don't see anything weird. They're going through this man's emails or whatever, and then they're like, oh, I see all these messages to this to this woman. And then they're like, wait a minute. I don't think it was a woman. How old was she? And they see a ton of messages, and then, um, like, this guy trying to meet up with her. And Dean's like, Whoa, I think I'm gonna vomit. Like, oh my god. They do figure out she is 13. They, she so, is like, 13. This dude is straight up a pedophile. Yeah, and he's clearly was about to go meet up with her. And they're like, oh my god. Um, and so, they're like, okay, so the next person who got killed is also a fucked up individual. And they're like who, what's the connection here? And they find out that 
they both attended the same church called Our Lady of the Angels. You know, not to be obvious or anything. So this is where the episode gets crazy. Because <laughs> they're like, okay, we have to go to the church. So they go to the church. It is basically like a small cathedral-looking situation. I don't know if this is in a city. Not really sure. And they speak to a man named Father Reynolds, who really hasn't given them that anything helpful. But he says a couple things that are crazy-making. So they... the. The boys are pretending that they are, like, had just moved to the area and need a church to go to. And they're kind of trying to talk about, like, the, um, the situation that this church is at. And they start talking about, like, the paintings on the wall. Yeah, so they're like, oh, that's a nice one, whatever. Who is that? Now, (laughs) the priest points to a painting, or maybe a stained glass window, behind Dean. So he points at Dean, and he goes... That's the angel Michael. And when I tell you, and he's like, he's the avenging angel, whatever, whatever, the archangel, whatever. And I'm like, I remember when I saw this in fucking Tumblr gift sets. Slight spoiler alert. Um, Dean is being prepared to be the vessel for the angel Michael. And his whole thing is that he is the... He is a soldier boy, his his father's little soldier boy, just like the angel Michael is. So him pointing to Dean and then go, going right past him. When I tell you it's crazy making, you're like, was this on purpose? Please, I have to know, was it on purpose? Um, it's, and that's not even the only crazy making thing, like, in the conversation. I can't even remember all the things because my mind blanks out at that part. Like. Um, but they're just, like, they're talking, whatever, and Sam's, like, genuinely interested, like, he is, and, and Dean's, like, this is stupid, angels don't exist, and the whole time I'm, like, oh, oh, I feel, I feel insane. To be fair, Dean is being, like, pretty respectful, all th- for, especially for Dean, um, but he's being pretty respectful, like, to the preacher himself, like, they're listening to what he has to say, um, and but then- he's, he is making funny little faces, and then- so then Father Reynolds is like, yeah, you know, things have been hard ever since Father Gregory died. And they're like, what are you talking about? And they're like, oh, because um, he, he walks them out of the church and they see that there's like kind of, there's there's like flowers and stuff on the steps over onto the side. And they're like, oh, he this is kind of a rough neighborhood and he got shot on the steps of the church and it's been really sad. In this same conversation, Father Reynolds is like, yeah, it's been really hard you know like ever since he died like i couldn't even you know he died really suddenly i didn't even get the chance to read him his last rites and like you know since then a bunch of people from our from our congregation have been murdered and you know since father reynolds died i've been praying and begging god for help and you're like hmm interesting so he he leaves and dean's like okay so clearly this is a vengeful spirit this is the priest being a vengeful spirit going after the people who are bad in his congregation. Um, which is like, damn, Dean already hole in one here. Um, He's and- also like, I bet this dude, because he was their priest, they were going to like confessional and telling him shit. So now yeah. he's like, actually, fuck you. I'm taking matters into my own hands. And, then, and you know what? He's kind of slay for that. No, he um, literally is. He said, fuck pedophiles. Fuck yeah. murderers. I'm like, okay, I get it. Yeah. A Catholic, a Catholic priest who, a Catholic priest who actually does the right thing. 
interesting representation. <laughs> representation win. <laughs> we did it, Joe. Um, in this conversation, Sam is really skeptical. And um, over and over again in this, as Sam is emphasizing that he's like, well, maybe I do believe. And he's like, maybe it is God's work. And at this point, Dean is like pissed. He's like, no. Why, why do you think that? And then in this scene, he's like, when they say of like, oh, he was praying for it. And like, maybe that's what like has powered the vengeful spirit. Like Sam is like, well, I pray regularly. And Dean's like, huh? You, you pray regularly? And this is kind of a revelation. And it's especially wild because like Sam has already gone through so many things. Um, and you're like, wow, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty crazy. And like Dean can't contemplate this. Knowing what occurs and who ends up being the person who prays the most later on, I'm screaming and I'm crying and I'm throwing up. Also, the symbolism here, considering former Catholic here stepping in, um, considering that, like, Sam is obviously being prepared to be the vessel for Lucifer, um, and that Lucifer used to be one of, you know, God's strongest and closest, you know, angels, and then he falls or whatever. And the whole, the whole story with Sam is that he, like, you know, he was, he was dad's favorite, and he, you know, was the most following or whatever, and then he's the one who's like, actually, nah, fuck this. Um, I have a lot of, a lot of emotions about this one. Uh, Sam is the faithful one. Also, I'm just thinking about the number of times that Dean has prayed to Castiel. Anyways. Also, another, another thing, another revelation that happens in this conversation. So basically, Dean is like, that shit is stupid. I don't, what, what, suddenly, Sam, oh, you're this big believer, suddenly you're gonna start praying every day, and Sam's like, um, actually, I do. So maybe think about that. He's like, uh, check, check your bias. Um, check your bias, <laughs> Dean. Also, thinking about the fact that, like, once again, metaphors for homosexuality, in that, <laughs> in that, at this point, Dean is like, I don't think that's real, I think that's stupid. And then later on, he's, he is, he is praying to an angel openly. Hmm. I have many thoughts. Many thoughts. Why are you as a man praying? <laughs> Why are you as a man praying to another man? Actually, like, an ungendered angel being who just takes the best of a man but i have questions sir <laughs> um also canonically again we just keep spoiling this but like i have to speak about i have to speak my truth that like castiel never listens to anybody else's prayers specifically sam he does not listen that motherfucker is praying all the time to Cass, and he's not listening and then dean will be like fine i'll do it and be like hey and he'll appear immediately <laughs> again Many questions were had here. So, the, the fact that this episode is the one where we find out about their, their philosophy on praying. <laughs> Anyways. Um, also, considering we are watching the Winchesters and, like, their parents don't seem very religious. <laughs> Anyways. Anyways. I, putting that aside. Um... So they return to the church and they're like, okay, we need to go look at the crypt where Father Gregory is buried. Um, and they're in different rooms and something that looks like an angel appears to Sam. Um, 
and just like kind of like how uh you know an angel quote-unquote has appeared to these other people and um it tells him like you're going to be given a sign of someone that you're supposed to kill and someone who's about to do a very evil thing and then sam tells dean about it and they get into a huge argument and dean kind of goes off the rails and he's like you know why i don't believe god is fucking real or angels because our mother believed in angels and that didn't stop her from being killed and the last thing that she said to me was that angels were watching over me and then she fucking died so much to unpack there um Many a gift set has talked about how Mary Winchester said angels were watching over him, and then there's a, liter a literal angel watching over him. Um, not only in the, like, angels are watching over him in a bad way, considering they want him to be the vessel for Michael, but also that Castiel is watching over him. And then she dies. Dean Winchester, I am... Do you guys see what it must be like watching this as a queer as a queer viewer being told ah the last thing that his mother said to him was that an angel was watching over him and then an angel shows up and pulls him out of hell i think i feel crazy and it may not have even been on purpose this is why this show makes people fucked up and sick in the head <laughs> Because I remembered this. Because, like, I watched this, like, you know, Tumblr had already told me. And then I watched this and I was like, <gasps> what the fuck? No, because I remember I, when I started watching Supernatural, like, Cass was already around and Destiel was already kind of, like, an established ship. So I remember watching this and being like, oh, what? And only later realizing it was not intentional. I'm like, I'm throwing up and crying. What the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like, they were just trying to, like, make him be sad about his mom. But then, Jesus... Also, since we're watching the Winchesters and talking about Mary, why would she say that about angels? But I digress. <laughs> Maybe Mary goes through, like, she becomes, like, a born-again Christian at some point. No! Mary! Mary, stop! Careful! Mary, no! Um, yeah. This shit is, this shit is crazy. Um... And Dean, so they have this crazy conversation, and then Dean is like, Sam... This is the spirit of Father Gregory. And he's like, so we need to just, we need to summon his spirit ourselves and then, like, let him go. Like, we, we, like, this is not an angel. And he's like, if, if his spirit appears when we summon him, then we'll know it's a spirit and not an angel. And then they're like, okay, so they get the supplies to summon him, whatever. And, um, while they're doing that, Sam sees this man that the angel, quote unquote, wanted him to kill. And there's this, like, bright light around him. And Dean's like, okay, I'll take off after this guy because clearly he's about to do something bad. Um, and Sam's like, okay, I'm going to go do this seance and try to summon this, summon the spirit. Um, and Father Reynolds, who is the living priest, interrupts him and is like, what? What are you doing in the, in, in this crypt doing a weird summoning ritual? Um, but in the middle of this, this actual spirit of Father Gregory appears. And Sam is really sad. Because he's like, oh, it was just a spirit. Maybe angels aren't real. Like, this moment, I get really sad. Because, like, Sam, ha like, Sam's whole thing being that he, like, still believes in stuff and has faith. Even though he is surrounded by monsters all the time. Is, like, I get a, I get a little bit emotional sometimes. I'm afraid they got me. 
Um, <laughs> he gets really upset, and then Father Gregory, who's the who's the spirit, he's not malevolent, and he genuinely thinks he has become an angel, and that he's doing God's will. And Father Reynolds, who's the one who's alive, starts, like, arguing with him, and is like, that's not the thing. You are a spirit, and you need to pass on. Like, no. Um, and he's, like, trying to convince him of the reality, and he's like, These, there's people dying, or whatever. And so then, um, he, but then he's like, okay, I will put his soul to rest by giving him his last rites. And that's what they do, which is wild considering like, okay, if that could work, I want to see a whole supernatural spinoff that is a priest going around. (laughs) Also, does that only work on Catholic ghosts? I gotta know. No, because I had that that exact same thought. I was like, what if you're like, like, so uh, this is something that I think is funny about supernatural because it basically does say like, there's other religions, but, like, we all know this is the right one, right? Like, it's so like, fucked up mm, that I'm like, guys, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, how come Christianity, and specifically, like, Catholicism, is, like, the only religion that works? I'm like, guys, uh, what are I, you doing? I'm like, I fear, I fear it's getting dark in this chilies. I, I, hmm, I have many questions. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe other rites do work. Maybe, well, I mean, they do have monsters of, like, various religions and stuff, which they actually talk about in the Winchesters, whatever, that, like, they have to research how to get those, because, like, you know, they're from different, different religions and different things. Um, But then sometimes things just meld together, and they're like, yeah, we can get them with with silver in every culture. And you're like, okay, what's going on here? Um, Close enough. It's a lot. Um... Meanwhile, Dean is still following the guy that the angel told Sam to kill, the angel, the spirit, um, and he stops him, um, before he tries to assault a young woman, basically. Um, like, there, she, Dean follows him in his car, the dude gets out of his car and, like, gets, takes this girl in and it, like, we see a shot from inside the car where it's, like, they're on a date, and she's like, yeah, ha, 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 I thought we were going to see a movie. And he pulls into, like, a parking lot. And he was like, sorry, I've never done this before. And pulls a knife on her. And then, like, tries to, you know, do bad things. And Dean's like, oh, my God. And, like, and, like, and gets his ass. No, and they... Dean, like, Dean runs up. The girl starts, like, screaming. Dean runs up and fucking punches out the window of the car and beats the fuck out of this guy for a second. And, and like, then he, like, he runs. He gets the girl out. And he's like this scene is so 2000s but it's so slick dean is like talking to her he's like are you okay are you okay and she's like yeah yeah i'm fine he's like okay i'm gonna chase him do you have a cell phone and she's like yeah i do he's like okay call 911 i'm gonna go i'm gonna go fucking get his ass and i was like this is i love when dean just has like gets to have like a slay moment yeah like i this is something i will say about dean is like i do really like to see him interacting with like victims of uh whatever situation is happening because he has this very unique, like, perspective and this very unique touch that you only see him give to people who have, like, been through something very traumatic or, um, who are, like, children. Because he has this kind of same, like, very, like, it's almost like he has this, like, comforting presence that he only uses in that situation. I'm like, slay. He is slaying yeah. so hard. Yeah, well, because it's usually Sam who's the one who's like, hey, like, I'm... I'm the nice one, I'm whatever, but then, like, in some times of strife, whatever, Dean's like, I've got you, whatever, and that does go back to the first episode where you're like, Dean is the one who was, like, comforting Sam and, like, literally carrying him out of a fire or whatever, so you're like, oh, he's been doing this for a long time, I fear I'm upset, I fear I'm, (sighs) poor little Meow Meow 
narcissism, I fear. Um, but also in this moment, he is also kind of out of his element because he's not chasing like a monster. He's just chasing some fucked up dude. Um, and I, then it also, that's when it gets wild because he's like, uh, shit. And so he's like, he starts chasing him and the man gets in a car or whatever. And he's like, I don't know what I'm going to do. He's just like a regular guy. And then the man's car like almost crashes into a truck um and a metal pipe from the truck goes through the windshield and impales the man instantly and kills him and dean's like what the fuck did i just watch she like jumps out of his car and runs and he sees this pipe it's like impaled this man through the windshield of his car through his chest and through the seat so it's like sticking all the way through to the back seat of the car and dean's like god damn bitch what the fuck holy shit and dean's like um huh um i have never seen that shit happen in my life that is crazy it's and he's like what the fuck so they're back at the motel and sam is explaining to dean like why his faith is important to him and it's very emotional it's a lot um Again, it's very difficult, also considering how he is manipulated um, later on. It's... What, is, what does he say specifically in this scene that's different from the other ones? I'm trying to... I'm trying to remember. Who, Sam or Dean? Yeah, Sam. I think he says something like, our life has been so fucked up, like, it's nice to cling to hope. Like, it's nice to have something to cling to. Like, there's some bigger power that's, like, positive that cares about you. Yeah, which is really dark considering what there happens, is a bigger power. And who, it does it does care about you quite a lot, but not in the way you want it to. Yeah, who just treats you like his blorbos, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, this is so dark. This is so... And then you're like, I get it how, you know, 15 seasons later, they're like, let's kill this bitch. <laughs> um, I kind of get it. Um... And then Dean responds to him, and he's like, so... So Dean starts talking. I have to add, a (laughs) song does start playing. Oh, yeah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's... It is is Knocking on Heaven's Door by Bob Dylan that does start playing. (laughs) It is so... So Knocking on Heaven's Door starts playing, and Dean's like, you saw how that man died, like... He's dead. And Sam's like, did you kill him? And he's like, no, but the way he died, I think that may have been the hand of God at work. (laughs) And you're like, you, and first of all, you know Chuck was absolutely dying right in that line. You know he was laughing his ass off. Um, but also, like, considering the symbolism and also the, the mention of Michael earlier, you know how you have, like, Michael with his... His sword, his spear usually depicted in, in certain ways. And then this man dies in front of Dean, who is supposed to be Michael's vessel, with literally a fucking spear through his- through his heart. You're like, Supernatural, I fear, once again, you have done accidental symbolism here, because I don't think that was on purpose. I really don't- I don't think it was. Um, but it was- it's- also, considering Naka- Dean beginning to believe is just so- hmm- Mm-hmm. And that's and that's the end of the fucking episode. Yeah, yeah. It's you're... So, like, guys, what? It's like it's like a uniquely like 
kind of sad and poignant episode when you have the two, like, the two priests who were talking to each other, and then you have, like, Dean and Sam, like, talking about faith and their trauma and whatever. And this, you know, talking about, like, what, you know, your Christian faith means to you in, like, kind of a, not, kind of a more philosophical way in a show about hunting demons on network TV between two men is so... This show is crazy! (laughs) It truly is. And you know what? That's the thing. This was a very good episode. And I will also say the parts um, with Father Reynolds, like, he has really performing. Like, it's a very interesting character where he's like, girl, why are you performing a seance in my in the basement of this church? Come with me. And then he's like, oh, wait, I there's a ghost. This shit is crazy. This, every time, I rewatched this episode a couple times. I was a guest on someone else's podcast to talk about this specific episode. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, I feel crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. I feel, I feel nuts. And here's the thing. This is not the only episode pre-Castiel where we discuss faith and angels and God. Because there is another one. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which is so... It's so... Like, th- that one is the one that many people see in g- the gift sets of Dean accidentally knocking over an angel statue. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Anyways. We're, we're, I'm, I'm barely... I'm barely coherent. <laughs> Guys, no... <laughs> And you're like, what is wrong with you two? Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's dark. No, I would say, like, I, overall, I really did enjoy watching this episode. I accidentally watched most of this episode on regular speed instead of my usual 1.5 speed because I was just enjoying it so much. And then I was like, oh, wait, this is taking a really long time. (laughs) Oh. Um, It was, yeah. It's hard because I keep being like, it was so, it was, yeah, it was, it was just, you know, it was, it was like, you know, like it was hard. I couldn't like get it out. I was just like, you know, it's, you know. Yeah. Also, I forgot Sam does use a SpongeBob SquarePants placemat in place of an altar cloth for the seance. No, literally. And Dean was like, why don't you just put it SpongeBob face down? <laughs> oh, oh, Supernatural. Why are you like this? Um, Speaking of why are you like this? Would we like to talk about another show that we have questions of the nature of where it's like, why are you like this? Positive. (laughs) Yeah. So we're here today to have a brief discussion about the Winchesters. Yes. This latest episode of the, again, you do not have to have seen the Winchesters. We're not telling you to watch it. So we're just going to have a brief discussion about it. Yeah. And this is something to, um, it's definitely helpful if you have seen it to understand what we are going to say, but you don't have to watch it. Here's the thing about the Winchesters in this latest episode. The Anakin Skywalkerification of John Winchester is something Shut that is... fuck up. Wait, because if Dean and Sam are in their initial minds, are like Han and Luke, then having John... I know we've compared John to Darth Vader in the past as, like, a joke, but, like, he literally is in his Anakin era. He is in his Anakin era. Wait, the Padmeification. Mary. (gasps) Is is she not aggressive negotiations? So true. Does that, oh, my God, does that make, does that make Lata Sabe? I think it's Carlos. You know what? You're actually so right. (laughs) It's Carlos. Mary's handmaiden. Anyway, let's talk about the it, Queen's actually. Shadow, <laughs> Carlos. 
So the Winchester is basically the Star Wars prequels. <laughs> and here's the thing. When we started this show, we were like, if you try to make me like John Winchester, I'm coming for you. Luckily, they have decided to keep reminding us that John Winchester is a piece of shit. Because in a couple episodes mm-hmm. now, and especially in this one, they have had moments of specifically Mary, who grew up being a hunter or whatever, talking about the trauma that that brought and the loss of her childhood. And basically in this this episode... She talks about, like, one of her worst fears, one of her worst moments is when she's a kid and instead of, like, comforting her and telling her that the monsters under the bed aren't real, her parents handed her a fucking knife and were like, actually, the monsters under your bed are real. And how she talks about how, like, every door to every possible future for her closed in front of her. This is exact wording of things that Dean has said. No, literally. And and John is, like... The, also, the other thing about the Winchesters is that Mary is trying to be like, when I find my dad, because her dad's missing, she's like, when I find my dad, I'm going to stop hunting. Like, I'm going to leave. I'm not going to do it anymore. And John's so supportive. He's like, yes, absolutely. When you leave, I'm going to be there for you, homegirl. Fuck hunting. And then he's and... like, what if I did it to my own children? Yeah. So, to know that he's like, they, he's like, they shouldn't have done that to you, whatever, whatever. And then that's exactly what he does to Dean and Sam. I was like, John Winchester, the fact that you get into heaven raises my fucking blood pressure. I'm going to kill you. I can't wait for them to see. I can't wait to see what sort of memory, traumatic brain injury he deals with that (laughs) makes him forget all of this. It's the lead poisoning. No, I'm telling you, I do think that in the Winchester, in the supernatural, like when Mary dies, like in supernatural she was like oh something happened to john i have to fix him i'm gonna help him remember and then she dies and john's like i have so much brain damage i'm gonna start doing bad things now (laughs) and i uh, like well yeah and another piece of this is that like she also not only does she not want to hunt anymore she wants to leave lawrence us knowing that they settle down in lawrence and they also stop hunting but they settle down in lawrence and stay there and that's where she fucking dies you're not seeing heaven for this, John Winchester. You're not seeing... And maybe that's why he feels so guilty that he starts abusing his kids. I don't know. But, like... And you know what? This is a good show, because it makes me hate John Winchester more. <laughs> it also... Makes, no, because here's the thing. It makes me hate John Winchester more while also keeping him, like, an interesting and enjoyable protagonist. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, my hatred for John Winchester is not bogging down my enjoyment of the show. If anything, it makes me enjoy it more. Also, and it I'm makes loving it Mary. Like, I am too, but it makes, like, John's turn so much more tragic, because, like, you do, like, this John in the Winchesters is, like, like very likable, like, he's a, he's a good guy, he's emotionally vulnerable. It's the Anakin skywalker like, no, I do fear! It is, and I'm just, like, I'm fascinated to see what they're gonna do to make him turn into such a sleazeball. I mean, it might just be that, like, you know, losing his wife, something breaks in his mind, I, I don't know what it is, but... <sighs> I just, also, I just want a shout out to the side characters, Carlos, Lata, Ada, they're all very sly. No, um, Ada was, um, Demetria McKinney, who plays Ada, she's acting her ass off. All of them are, TBQH, but this, in this episode, we deal with some things where Ada, like, had fallen in love with a djinn, and has a son, who's like a older teenager, like maybe very early 20s she's just like dean winchester um, for real <laughs> but he's like half human so it's really interesting like she's like i don't like know how to rectify this 
That's like, literally what really happens hard. to Dean Winchester. Yeah, it's just uh, he he does have to parent a half human child with, with an angel. Oh my god! It's just, it's... <laughs> Don't, because Dean Winchester wishes he was Ada Monroe. Oh, Let's absolutely. Be real. He Actually, would... Sam Winchester wishes he was Ada Monroe because Sam wants to be a witch so bad. Literally, anyone would wish they were Ada Monroe. She's so slay. I fear. I mean, Lata is always like, "I want to be you." I want to be oh. you so bad. Also, Lada having a little moment with her son. I'm like, are you guys? Good for them. Um, so true. I was like, he has taste. Like, they're so, they're so, sl- also in this episode, so they have a whole thing where like, you know, the, the classic thing in a TV show where they're like, okay, something is happening in their mind. So we have to have somebody who's close to them, like help them with their traumatic thing happening in their mind. It's a very classic TV thing. They have established in this show that Mary Winchester, Lata and Carlos are close friends of Mary Winchester. Um, but in this moment, they, they are playing up the fact that, like, in this whole episode, they're playing up the fact that Mary and John have gotten closer and closer and definitely like each other to the point where Millie is like, Millie, who is John's mother, is like, can you just, I'm tired of you two dancing around each other. Can you, like, just talk to her, please? Um, but it's very funny when they're like, oh, Mary's having a hard time and they need somebody who's really close to her. John, can you do it? And I'm like, she's known him for, like, maybe a month. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm literally, like, if I was Carlos or Lata, I'd be like, because Lata's the one who's like, John, maybe you should do it, right? It was Lata who said it. Yeah. And the, the idea of Carlos being like, damn, bitch, okay, fuck you. Oh, they were they were matchmaking. They were like, clearly this is something they have to do to go through together. No, um, and also, but the fact that this was something that John went through with her, fuck you, John. John Winchester, if I see you in the fucking street. No. Also, basically, because his... basically, just so we're clear, so the premise of this is that, like, Mary has been attacked by something that is, like, left something in her mind, and if they don't get it out, she's gonna die. So they have to go through, like, her traumatic memories to try to find where it's hidden, because it's like, oh, well this monster is going to hide its, like, little talons in your traumatic memories because you don't want to deal with it because you hide it away. So it's literally Mary and John, like, going through some of her most upsetting memories, and it's fucking crazy. I also, John was exhibiting Dean in early seasons behavior. When they discover that the person running around is a djinn and also is Ada's half-djinn son, and John is like, so how do we kill this bitch? Like, in front of her? Yeah. I'm like, I fear... You pass be- that behavior to your son. Yeah, and to be fair, he doesn't say it exactly like that. He, But he is like, well, regardless of who it is, we're hunters and it's our job to hunt these things. And I was like, John, you're such a fucking little bitch. Like, I'm like, I get it. I get what he's saying. And it seems like the others are also kind of like, yeah, like, I get what he's saying. Because they do think at this point Ada's son has, like, killed someone. So, like, I get that. But it's also, like, the fact that Ada does have this moment where she's like, he's my son, and I never thought I would see him again, and it's, like, really traumatic for her, obviously. And then immediately John is like, well, how do we uh, stop him? How do we destroy him? And it's like, you couldn't give her a minute to let her compose herself? Fuck you. Yeah, also, we, the two traumatic memories we see of Mary Winchester are her most traumatic, which is her finding out that monsters are real. And then the other one is her having to kill a monster who happens to be a werewolf who is, like, a kid her age and he turns back when he dies and how, like, traumatic that is for her. And that's a big thing that keeps happening in Supernatural itself is monsters that are basically human and they just, like, just turn, like, a werewolf, 
shout out to what's his name garth like a werewolf like vampires whatever shout out to benny <laughs> that's my homeboy that's my homeboy is benny um those monsters they always pose a real a question for i mean even some demons talk about ruby and stuff like that like they're they're just like yeah we're just trying to like live our lives and we're not hurting anybody so why are you trying to hurt us and there are some hunters who are like okay fine whatever but the what the winchester's like no we gotta kill this bitch so to know that mary learns that from her learns that behavior from her family the campbells and then is like i don't want to do this anymore and then john is like actually i'm gonna make my sons do that you know I just, and then, you know, Dean goes through some growth, and he's like, eh, fuck it. All my friends are, I got a friend who's a witch. <laughs> I got a friend who's an angel. I got a friend who's a, who's a vampire. We may have kissed on the mouth a couple times. You know what? That's growth. But it was in purgatory, so it's not gay. Yeah, it's it's not gay if it's in purgatory. That's, that's fair. Which is why when he basically said, I love you to Castiel in purgatory, it didn't count. Yeah, he was like, it's okay, guys. I'm straight in real life. In in in, in the real space. Yeah, don't um, worry, guys. Don't worry, guys. I'm not gay. Yeah. Dean Winchester clinging so hard for so many seasons. Yeah. Also, every time Jensen Ackles speaks in, in the Winchesters, it always gives me a fucking jump scare. No, because, again, I say this every fucking time, but he's literally like, sometimes when you grow up in this life, it's real. I'm like, please speak speak in a range that humans can hear <laughs> it's this show also the fact that mary and john they're both car people you know and dean's like i have mommy and daddy issues also i love car <laughs> yeah dean said don't worry they're no because it's a wonder that sam turned out as seemingly well adjusted in the beginning of this show as he did because like his parents are so <laughs> dean coded it's it was insane. the demon blood, actually, that put him on the right path. No, he said, oh, thank God, I can't, I can't. Sam, I know that, like, throughout the show, we see Sam is, like, not as well-adjusted as he comes across, but a lot of that is brought on by, like, like, the circumstances. But it's all, and also, like, I'm like, dang, Dean, Dean saw, became his parents and then said, I'm gonna be, like, if my parents were good, and then he raises Sam, and he's like, don't worry, I'm not gonna let you turn out like them. Like me. It's, it's, it's dark. It's so, like, yeah, does Sam become Lucifer a couple times? Sure. But it is oh, Dean yeah. who's the more fucked up one. No, continuously, <laughs> Dean is the one who is making worse decisions. Like, it's so dark for Dean. He just, I, this is my thing about Mary and John is that I'm like, guys, you, like, you, you, you. Like, that's the thing, guys. I'm like, well, what would have happened if Mary had made, had survived and, like, hadn't died like that? But I'm also like, girl, you were kind of fucked up, too. <laughs> like, I at mean, they probably she, wouldn't have been abused, but I don't think they... At least she acknowledges it, you know? Like, yeah. I... Think, okay, question. Do we think Dean was an oopsie baby? <laughs> I don't think so. I think Sam was an oopsie baby. No... I, I don't I don't think so. I think they were because I think she was like, I'm tired of this shit. I wanna settle down. She I wanna be at home. And then she had Dean. <laughs> yeah, and then she was like, Oh no, I gotta get another one. This one's this one's got issues. This one needs a little friend. <laughs> she was like, Angels are watching over you because I think you need it. 
<laughs> Castiel saw that one and was like, that's pretty funny. Is <laughs> <laughs> an LMAO good one, Mary? Okay. <laughs> but this episode, once again, of the Winchesters is just very good. It's very interesting, and I hate how much I enjoy it. Yeah, I like the main villain of the show is kind of stupid. They're like, they're these bug monsters that even demons are afraid of, and they're like, fuck is this? Um, I do fear, though, that if angels are ever mentioned and or seen in any way in the Winchesters, much like with this episode of Supernatural, I will become the monster. I will become a person. Please, I want I want them to explain why Mary Winchester would say angels are watching over you to her son. I want mm. to know, because she's not a religious person, and... Hmm, I fear I shall become the monster. No, I fear. It's literally, guys, it's going to be so dark for us the moment that angels are mentioned in this show. Because they have to be, right? It's, oh, it's, it's going to get, it's going to get so dark. Um, yeah. But anyway, Winchester's, once again, sadly, a good show. Yeah, we're in the Art Attack of the Clones era of Supernatural. Yeah. Um... It's a win. Can't a win, wait a win this, is a win. Can't wait for the sequel era. <laughs> oh, the sequel era. That Wayward Sisters. <laughs> that Wayward Sisters. Run, there's always time. There's always a chance. Anyways, thank you for listening. For more Cursed Supernatural content, you can follow us on social media at Mystery Spotcast on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. Although Twitter is mayhaps possibly dying. So we have made an official Tumblr account as well, which is also at Mystery Spotcast. You can also ask us Cursed and other normal supernatural questions uh, in our TikTok Q&A, as usual. Now, um, at, in our Ask Box, in our official Tumblr, where you can also ask anonymous questions. Uh, or by emailing us at themysteryspotcast at gmail.com. If you enjoyed listening to us suffer, um, please rate the show. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, Overcast, whatever app allows you to rate and review. It very much helps. Um, also, tell one friend. Be be like a, a multi-level marketing scheme. Once again, very helpful. Um, if you want to hear more from us, we're also two of the co-hosts of Rupalp's Pod Race, a queer Star Wars podcast. Apologies for how much we talked about Star Wars in this episode. Um, <laughs> we'll see how much of it stays after the cutting room floor. <laughs> yeah. Um, and see you two Tuesdays from now for more slaying people, queer baiting things, the supernatural business. 